As for forcing children to wear masks outside, that should be illegal. Your response when you see children wearing masks as they play should be no different from your response to seeing someone beat a kid in Walmart. Call the police immediately. Contact Child Protective Services. Keep calling until someone arrives. What you're looking at is abuse. It's child abuse, and you are morally obligated to attempt to prevent it. If it's your own children being abused, then act accordingly. Let's say your kid's school emailed you to announce that every day after lunch, your sixth grader was going to get punched in the face by a teacher. How would you respond to that? That's precisely how you should respond when they tell you that your kids have to wear masks on the soccer field. Australia from the palatial yet not overly ostentatious Bill Show Studios. It's time for the Bill Show Politics this week. And now, here are your hosts, Bill and Randy. Oh my God, they're mugging little kids with masks. Oh my God. <laughs> I I love Tucker Carlson uh, oh. or fucker fucker Carlson as we say in in, in in our household. How are you, Willie? Oh, that was that was fun. I had to put that at the beginning. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, are you in the polite, salubrious? Yet uh, not ostentatious uh, Bill Show Studios in Upway? Yeah, we're at the uh, salubrious uh, Bill Show Studios in Upway. Um, had uh, a, a lot of stuff happening in the old personal life, and I haven't yeah. been here. And that Bill- I'm sorry to all our 14 fans out there. And, and I- our listener, listener, listen, Bill and I are human beings. We're not <laughs> no, automatons. Yes, we are. I am. Desperate, lonely old men. That's what we are. <laughs> oh, mensch on a bench. I want to be a bench. We all sit on a bench and play chess. Yes, all right. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Uh, anyway, I'm in the uh, not terribly uh, uh, clean uh, but but cluttered man cave in Castle Maine, Victoria. In Castle Maine, Victoria. Yeah, it's getting Will chilly, we- isn't it? It's uh, winter setting in down here. People yep. don't understand that uh, the world is upside down. We're yeah. actually on the top. It's uh, winter, and uh, and it's winter down. It's, it's coming winter. into winter down here. So yeah. cold. It's cold down here, man. Yeah, uh, and we start anyway, talking with uh, Swedish accents and. Yeah, well, you could if you wanted, I guess. <laughs> anyway, listen, guys, uh, nothing was going to stop us coming back because you know. It's kind of like a fungus infection. You just can't get rid of no, us, for we, God's sake. We keep coming back like Donald um, Trump. <laughs> I'm going to put that on our little reviews on iTunes. Like a fungus infection. Uh, it won't leave. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a while. Should we start with the news? Shots what what's going on. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's get the news theme going. Okay. Here it is, our Fix It in Post Orchestra. (laughs) Doing the news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, A lot of things have been happening in Washington. I think one of the nicest things is is that uh, things are rather, they're calmer. 
Don't you notice that? They're, they're kind of calmer. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem to be a lot of screaming and people on fire all the time. Uh, but the first thing we're going to talk about on our hit parade of the last four weeks is something I was looking forward to for a very long time. It's now time for Rudy Giuliani, Attorney at Law. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or as we like to call it, better call Rudy. <laughs> it's federal authorities... This is something that we've been looking forward to at the Bill Show for quite some time. Uh, aside from looking like the most guilty, crazy person in America for the last, I don't know, year and a half, uh, Rudy Giuliani finally had federal authorities raid his offices, ladies and gentlemen. The extraordinary FBI raid on Rudy Giuliani's New York apartment and office has sparked debate about what criminal charges Uncle Rudy may face and signals a winding criminal investigation into his Ukraine drive to help Trump in 2020. Now, we talked about this. We yeah. talked about it last year. Uh, and we said that these guys were going to lead to some serious shit because they tie everything back to the Ukraine and all of Putin's good friends in the Ukraine... <laughs> Who, in mm -hmm. fact, worked for Putin. Uh, the criminal inquiry into Giuliani, an ex-New York mayor and woman's underwear model. <laughs> oh, is that? That is Rudy. That no, is Rudy. he wore the whole dress, not just the underwear. No, he wore the whole dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a, grows out of one that in 2019 <laughs> charged Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman. Yeah, baby. Lev Igor. Oh. Lev Igor, my God. We we here at the Bill Show have a contractual obligation with Lev and Igor. We actually yeah, we did. We signed a contract last shows, year. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do we talk these, like a Russian now? Do we talk? They no, talk that they are so funny. Let me tell you. Yes. Oh, <laughs> they are the funniest henchmen you will ever see. That I tell you now. Uh, uh, the moose two and squirrel. Moose and squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> They're two wild and crazy guys. Uh, <laughs> Two Soviet-born Giuliani associates who were heavily involved in his, and I'm using air quotes, Ukraine projects yeah. <laughs> with, air quotes, illegal campaign donations from a wink, wink, nod, no, hello, everybody, it's hello. Vladimir Putin, yeah. <laughs> a foreign source. <laughs> uh, are there ever anything other than illegal campaign donations on that side? Uh, I don't know, but anyway, yeah. so this is this is the linkage that everybody was saying. Ah, Bill, you know that Russian linkage is all bullshit. No, it's not. No, it's totally not. And like, if you saw Trump with Putin in, uh, remember he had that meeting with him, and with it the was secret uh, meeting the, behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah, no, but he was like uh, having a meeting with him, and uh, two years into it, it was like a blowjob. It was, it was just like the most. I didn't know. Maybe it's true. I have no idea. Vlad said it's not, you know. So uh, now we're finding out that a lot of the stuff that that that, that leads us back to that is actually Levin Igor. So, ladies and gentlemen, in the interest of not going over the same material twice, here oh, it, uh, here it, it is. Let's do it, yeah. From last year, our little segment, we've got a couple of minutes of, on who, who are... <laughs> Lev 
Parnas and Igor Fruman. Here it is, guys. Uh, two Ukrainian-born business partners who dined with President Trump at the White House and worked with his personal attorney, Giuliani, were subpoenaed by House Democrats as part of the impeachment inquiry. Uh, Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman. Oh, stop, stop. You're just making that it's up. It's Lev and Igor. Oh, just stop, please. Helped Giuliani meet a Russia a Ukrainian prosecutor as part of his push for an investigation into Trump's political rival, Joe Biden. Uh, basically, what these guys did, uh, they were they were uh, subpoenaed by the uh, impeachment inquiry. So they had a they went out there. They had a meeting with Rudy, and then they tried to take off with one way tickets to fucking Austria. <laughs> and they were because you know you know it's by, only next door. Like just yeah, on no, the other yeah, side of Hungary, yeah, yeah. So there, and a couple of guys met him at the uh, airport and went, "You like you, my little puppy yeah. now." Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we go? Yeah. Oh no, you've got <laughs> ain't gonna happen. You've got some Riga sprats. <laughs> uh, I tell you, but what uh, what I kind of came into my mind was such a, uh, was basically the idea that this entire this entire government may be brought down by Lev and Igor. So which which, which government? They, the Trump government. I think the Ameri- you know the American government, the Trump government, maybe. I think that these guys are like the the low guys in Watergate that started off, but they put, they put the tape on the door, forgot to take it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. These are the Cubans, man. These these are the, the bad yeah. men. Our know? Cubans are better so, than your uh, Cubans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they deserve their own television series. I do too. In fact, I invented one. Here it is, Randy. Oh. <laughs> yes, premiering this fall on the Bill Show Network. They are two mismatched Ukrainian bagmen making it on their own in New York City. Join us for Perfect Henchmen. I am Lev. And I am Igor. And we are two Yes, they're two Euro-trash Ukrainian bagmen hot for adventure, romance, and kickbacks in the Big Apple with special guest stars Rudy as Crazy Uncle Rudy. Be there this fall, Thursdays, 8 o'clock. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little upset because these guys are still on contract with the Bills show. They are. For 12 more episodes of their crazy sitcom, Levin Igor, Make It in Manhattan. <laughs> and Jay, Pastor uh, David James Manning, uh, they made yeah, yeah. him swear on a stack of Bibles. That's right. Yeah. So we have them on yeah, contract. Them. So I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on. But with, of course, them actually now tracing back through Levin Igor, they will finally get to the pot of gold, I think. They might finally get to something a little bit more Russian. <laughs> a little bit more Russian. Well, like Siberia. And the thing is, is... Like a gulag or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is, is that um, there's been a whole thing with uh, Trump won't pay for Rudy's legal bills. No. Trump won't pay for anything. <laughs> Hasn't anybody worked that and out listen, yet? Listen, Trumpy, I'd, I, I, I'd get up and I'd pay for his legal bills real quick. Because <laughs> the amount of shit that Rudy has on Donald 
yeah, so anyway, that that is uh, Levin Rudy, and God bless them, they're back. They're, they're, <coughs> excuse me, there's no cough button. <coughs> oh, oh, wow. That was Sorry. A, that's a phlegm button. We need that a was, phlegm button. That was that. a hairball, man. I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, a <furball>. Speaking of <laughs> hairballs. <laughs> yes. Oh, come on, come on. It's like, seriously. <laughs> Oh dear! It's a two eighty-year-old fat <laughs> idiots with consumption. Um, oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, ex-president. Meanwhile, there's something else has happened. Meanwhile, ex-presidential candidate and man who's sure he left his car in the airport's long-term car park. Mitt Romney, traveled back to the bosom of his constituents in Utah for a kind of getting-to-know-the-Mormons moment. Yeah. Here's Mitt Romney, and this this amused me to no end. Uh, here's Mitt Romney getting it, it, getting up close and personal with all the his good constituents in fucking Utah. <laughs> in this week. This week, he went back to Utah. Uh, yeah, here's what happened. Oh, dear. Look what happened to Republican Senator Mitt Romney of Utah, who was booed by delegates at a GOP, a Republican convention, in his own state on Saturday. There's a person who, uh, who says what he thinks, and I don't hide the fact that I wasn't a fan of our last president's character issues. Well, I think uh, somebody's got a, their uh, magic underwear in a twist. <laughs> somebody's a bit upset there. <laughs> I don't think those were Mormons because he's a bishop, you know, and they just wouldn't dis a bishop. Yeah, I know. You know? I know. Have been like, I haven't seen such a bad reaction to somebody in charge since I saw Blazing Saddles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, folks. Another <laughs> It was like Ned Flanders plays Nuremberg, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Left-handed, yeah. It was like watching a ventriloquist act at a lynching. <laughs> it's the ultimate substitute teacher in the gym Notice class. how his mouth never moves. Yeah. Luckily for Mitt, ladies and gentlemen, I'm always here for Mitt Romney whenever he needs me. Guy, you know, he was governor of Massachusetts, and he, you know, I, I, I feel for him sometimes. So, uh, was he the last decent Republican? last decent Republican uh, governor of Massachusetts? So, ladies and gentlemen, no, was he the last decent Republican? Because a lot of them have turned out to be real assholes. Well, no, I mean Romney was a bit of a dick, but uh, I, I, as yeah, I said, that's just because I was have a, dick, a but- lot of uh, respect for Mitt Romney and uh, the legendary. Uh, so, for for you, Mitt. The legendary Gene Wilder had advice to such moments as as this, and I, I actually saw it in a movie, and and here it is. What did you expect? Welcome, Sonny. Make yourself at home. Marry my daughter. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land. The common clay of the New West. You know, morons. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's funny because it's true. It is funny because it's true. Oh, You're all stupid. Donuts. <laughs> oh, man. I, you, know, I, I, you know, I never thought I'd feel sorry for Mitt Romney, but I do. Uh, I actually I got that clip from MSNBC, and I, I, I don't want to change the... The uh, uh, the the topic here to having to watch MSNBC for a few days, and I, I've been watching Joe and Mika over at MSNBC and 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 uh, Morning Joe, uh, and and this is something I've found. First of all, uh, the news story being that uh, Donald Trump is poised to tighten his grip on the Republican Party with the ousting of one of his most prominent critics to Congress. Now, this was on the Morning Joe clip that that I just uh, got that from. Uh, Liz Cheney, the offspring of the bionic fascist Dick Cheney, yeah. the only woman in Republican leadership in the House of Representatives to be raised by a lying evil war criminal, is widely expected to be voted out next week by members of loyal Trumpites, like those guys that like hate Mitt Romney, uh, by members, and we mean everybody. And the reason is she wouldn't back seditionists who tried to violently assault the Capitol and accept the Jedi mind trick that Trump is still really president. Which this brings us back to never Trump Republicans who I have seen on MSNBC who infest the airwaves absolutely amazed. This is, this is absolutely true, Randy. Yeah. I watch them. And they're absolutely amazed that the party that they made is full of fucking fascists. That is all. That is what I've been watching. It's like Joe and Mika sitting there going, oh, I can't believe that they're, I can't believe they're crazy. Uh, now the only people featured on uh, uh, MSNBC, though, is, is Republicans. Uh, the Democratic voice box, what used to be the Democratic cable channel, is suddenly a meeting place for old Republicans. I mean, they, uh, you turn it on every day and you see the same faces an array of ex-generals and Bush staff loyalists, Bill Crystal, and uh, if you're lucky, former GOP head Michael Steele. And uh, I was thinking the other day when I was watching it, I said, Jesus, they should just put in a whiskey bar where they can get pissed and jack off to Ayn Rand. They should get in a circle and read the memoirs of Ronald Reagan and Newt Gingrich and every other opportunistic capitalist turd who climbed on the Trump train for the tax cuts and deregulation but got all queasy when they started sending pipe bonds and burning, burning crosses. Now... Yes, I am shouting. Scarborough and the folks at MSNBC are propping up the non-Trump Republicans because the truth is there is no Republican Party. There is only three things that exist under the GOP banner, and they are your demented Uncle Roy, who for some reason carries his own stun gun to family barbecues, the scam artists that make the money selling shit to your Uncle Roy, Rupert Murdoch and a bunch of dyed-in-the-wool fascist cocksuckers who are fully okay with ignoring climate change and committing genocide and species extinction in the next 20 years. But why does MSNBC want to prop that up? Because the red-blue contest is no longer a civil decision made in a democracy. It's a fucking 24-hour-7 show. Their entire business model is based on having opinionated, caffeine-fueled coke addicts, jarheads, kind of like this, 
talking and shrieking and embarrassing themselves on the public airwaves, doing everything but having fights to the death based on red-blue rivalry and some sort of ancient rollerball contest. Not only that, not only that. How else can Joe and Mika still afford their summer in the Hamptons with Bill Gates and Carly Simon? I mean, fuck it. If there's no Republicans to talk to there, what the fuck will they do? So, uh, all I can say is that we should sponsor Joe and Mika so they can go to the Caribbean for Christ's sake and let us get some fucking sleep. And finally, hello, I'm here. <laughs> I'm just stunned. I'm just stunned by that amazing uh, parody. Parad- uh, no, of, no, you're uh, just, you're of, just superlatives to about the GOP. Uh, I was amazed. You went, uh, uh, yeah, you went to you went to sleep I on me. I did not. I'm on the edge of my seat, <laughs> Willie. I don't know why. I don't, Jesus Christ! That was great. I must have been taking something when I wrote this. No, uh, okay, that was great. but <laughs> uh, now finally, I do want to. Remind you of somebody that has been near to near and dear to us uh, at the Bill Show, and uh, well, I'll, I'll just play the clip. Here he is. Come on. Today, the Department of Justice is investigating the Republican Congressman Matt Gates of Florida for a possible sexual relation with a 17-year-old. That reporting from the New York Times just this hour, citing three people who claim he also paid for her to travel with him which violates federal sex trafficking laws. In a statement, Congressman Gates said he's cooperating with federal authorities, but that no part of the allegations is true. He claims he and his family are the victims of a criminal extortion involving a former Department of Justice official. He goes on to say that his father is wearing a wire at the FBI's direction, and he says the feds have the tapes to implicate their former colleagues in crimes against him and wants those tapes released. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the creepiest guy in the U.S. Congress, Matt Gates. <laughs> oh, you know Matt Gates, don't you, Randy? Yeah, lovely fellow. Oh, he's just a great guy. Yeah, yeah he's a good, good, evidently good, good conservative congressman, but a bad day. You know, yeah, a bad day. You know, <laughs> partying Bill, Bill, with his 17. guys down in. Uh, yeah, seventeen yeah, yeah. is uh, Epstein rejects. So uh, I, I think, yeah. yeah, I know Epstein's rejects. <laughs> that's that's practically you know, marrying age. So don't worry about them. Do you find it actually quite quite uh, obvious that more and more you observe of the private life of these people who absolutely love Trump, the more and more they. It kind of looks like congealed yogurt that was in the back of your fridge. It's just oh, like, not oh, not that yogurt. Oh, oh yeah, I was like, oh. Well, evidently, some of some of the Representative Gates high school classmates liked him so much <laughs> that they could see a scandal coming. Mm. One recalls a 2009 dinner when Gates, where he pulled out his uh, phone to show off a uh, that's definitely. That's what I thought you were going to say, but go. Uh. Yeah, he pulled, he pulled out his phone. He pulled out his phone to show off a definitely sexual photo. Hey, dudes, look at this. Hey, come on, man. It's a bed. Uh, I'll just say the now Florida congressman was quick to drop his. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I missed that. 
uh, was definitely sexual. Others say the now Florida congressman was quick to drop his dad's name when he was a teenager, sometimes uh, uh, as a thinly veiled threat. Uh, here's some what they told what he told the colleagues. A photo of a private moment at a wedding rehearsal dinner. Aaron Scott said Gates uh, uh, appeared to be bragging about his relationship with a woman while showing a photo. Scott described the picture as of a woman like she was on a bed, maybe as she was looking at the camera, like on all fours. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the sick little fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, folks. We here at the Bill Show have seen Matt, and we're just seriously doubtful about his success with the ladies. Not only does he act like an Ivy League fascist hamster on crack, he also seriously looks like, looks like every homophobic, sexually repressed, upper-class preppy serial killer you ever saw on Law & Order SVU. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... I'm waiting for Donald to play his dad in that scene where he confesses with the two cops. <laughs> I didn't mean to kill those 14 co-eds with a head trimmer, Dad. It's all right. It's all because you didn't love me enough. There, there. <laughs> I'm sure that the only time Maddie has seen a woman on all fours is when he stuck on into an aerobics class or yeah. that time his mom or that time his mom caught him under the house torturing stray cats like mm. a beaver cleaver version of Ted Bundy. So thank you. <laughs> oh that's terrible. Cause he is man. He just freaks me out. I look at him and I go Oh, Law and Order season seven, man! You you, you killed about three coeds. I I saw that, man. Look at a picture of him. Trust me. Anyway, but there's a lot of memes. There's a lot of memes just uh, uh, making him look like a total dick. Like uh, one had a sha- making a, a him look like a total called- dick. Uh, one he was with a, total him dick. Advertising shampoo, forehead and shoulders, because he's just got so much forehead hair. Hair and those he's you know his his visage is like a I don't know a cross between one of those guys you saw in Goodwill Hunting and Jack Nicholson and uh, I I and uh, you know yeah pretty bad <laughs> some guy bad, on the yeah. train station platform after twelve o'clock you know I mean it's it's really sick anyway uh, no. ladies that's our Bill show uh, 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 salute to Matt God bless him I hope he. Hope he's, he's okay. thirty nine, you know. He's got. Uh, he's thirty nine. Yeah. Is he a real catch, girls? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be back, ladies and gentlemen, in just a moment. We got some comedy, do you? We do. We do. As opposed to the shit I've been saying. <laughs> it's funny, Bill. I laugh. Yeah. Yeah, you do because I pay you. So no, what? What? No, I laugh what is more the? Uh, than I get paid for. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, what do you got for us? What do you got for us? <laughs> I've got my namesake, Randy Rainbow, with his yeah. absolute latest, hot off the internet. And I've got a very old Hollywood star, wonderful man from, um, uh, you know, uh, it happened one night and he's uh, going to uh, tell us a joke. Oh, well, that'd be nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Let's uh, do well, that. Well, uh, well, you do your best, Jimmy. Do it for me. We'll be right back. We'll be right back in just a moment. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta find Zuzu's pedals. <laughs> be back in a second. I'm down the Texas border, along with 18 senators. 
We made the trip to see the crisis that is playing out. It's a humanitarian tragedy that is literally insane policy. They toured the Rio Grande, the Democrats say, for photo ops with Susan, Chuck, and John. Cause up to now they didn't give a rat say This is madness About any border crises going on They ought to be embarrassed by their hypocrisy Stringing their constituents along It's time to take back the border But ain't it only like the corrupted GOP Pretending like they don't know right from wrong Yeah, right I know They suck That's why Everyone loves to hate on Ted and Lindsay. Their problem isn't popularity. You'd think they'd be ashamed of the shenanigans they try, but never can conclude or Lady G. They really only care about Ted and Lindsay. But that don't mean they can't put on a show When Texans are in peril and in need of his supports Oh, Teddy's right there on the ground and holding down the forts Well, unless he's relaxing down by the pool at a fucking five-star resort He's gone about as low as he can go Not yet He's gone about as low as he can go Everyone loves to hate on Ted and Lindsay From Washington, D.C. to Santa Rosa Ted and Lindsay. Quite frankly, it's my favorite thing to do. It makes me lose my lunch to see them trifling on TV. Spouting propaganda till they're blue. Everyone loves to hate on Ted and Lindsay. Who cheered on every coup and quid pro quo. Well, one day Lindsay jumps through hoops when Daddy Donald calls. The next he's clutching pearls when his supporters climb the walls. Then he's back in the game playing golf with his buddy and begging to hold his balls. They've gone about as low as they can go. Ugh, gross. They've gone about as low as they can go. Gone about as low as they can go. Time to take back the border. Shut, Shut up. up. Uh, the story is about the man and his wife sitting having breakfast. Very nice couple. And uh, the man said, uh, Mar- uh, Margaret, no, it was the other way around. Uh, Margaret said to John, uh, John, uh, if I would die, uh, would you get married right away after my death? But John said, well, that's the darndest thing. I've, here we, here's a beautiful morning, and we're sitting here having a nice breakfast together, and you bring up this terrible thing about death. I'm not going to talk to you. That's a terrible thing to do, Margaret. And, and uh, I forget about it, forget about it. But she didn't forget about it. She brought the same thing up that night, and uh, he did the same thing. And then for about three days, she, she said, now, what, if I would die... Uh, would you get married? Uh, finally, he gave up, and he said, one night, uh, she said, if I would die, would you, would you get married again? He said, yes, I would. No, no. is that subtle? 
She said, uh, w would you sell the house? He said, uh, no. I said, no, I wouldn't sell the house. She said, uh, uh, would you sell our bed? He, he said, no. No, I wouldn't. It's, uh, our bed is, I, I, I don't see any reason why. No, I wouldn't sell, sell the bed. She said, well, you certainly wouldn't let her touch my golf clubs. And he said, no. No, she, she's left-handed. Time to keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times because it's time once again for Randy's Rant. Hey, Randy, it's your turn. Yeah, it is my turn, so I can talk about anything I want. Anyway, that would uh, seem to be true. Okay, go. <laughs> okay, my rant, this rant, I'm ranting my rant this okay. week. Okay, go. Is how stupid. Are Americans? Pretty oh, we stupid. do that every week. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. Okay, this one. Uh, you know the repercussions from the sixth of January are still being felt. Yeah. A lot of these guys are coming up for trial, and yes, <laughs> this guy. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> has gone to uh, court uh, over. Um, uh, you know, being there at um, at uh, the, the six, yeah, yeah, uh, the Capitol, invading the Capitol, yeah, okay, yeah. So this idiot, I'm telling you, idiot, Barbie and, I, and I Ken. Don't use, his yeah. name is Anthony Antonio, Tony Tony, Anthony, yeah, Anthony yeah. Antonio, who was filmed assaulting a police officer, yeah, and threatening war against America, yeah. Good and now move, his Anthony. lawyer says, in his defense, he had yeah. Fox mania from what? watching too much Fox News propaganda and believing what was being fed to him. Now, Actually, is this a valid defense, Fox mania? I think he should sue. He, he should get off? Oh, yeah. Oh, I he, think he should. <laughs> I don't think he should get off. <laughs> But I think that anybody that we can get to sue Rupert Murdoch, who is arguably, I think, the most evil person in the world, yeah, yeah, well, that's so is ass. Anyway, you know, I, I, I've got a Fox I've got Mania. A, uh, I've got a wonderful, wonderful uh, clip here, which yeah. uh, actually has a mashup of all the idiot things that people say on Fox News, and so yeah. I'm going to play this clip. It's presented by a chap named Benjamin Dixon. And it's yep. entitled "Fox Made Me Do It." Fox made Fox me do it. Fox made me do it by Benjamin Dixon. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, I'll, I'll be interested to hear this. This is Benjamin yeah. Dixon talking about Fox and propaganda right here on Randy's Rant. One of the many defendants facing federal charges in the insurrectionist attack on the Capitol of January 6th made an unbelievable claim in court today stating that he suffered from Fox-itis and Fox-mania. 
This is a report coming from Huffington Post senior reporter Ryan J. Riley. He tweeted the following after coming out of federal court. He said, quote, attorney for capital defendant Anthony Antonio said his client had foxitis and fox mania from watching six months of Fox News and started, quote, believing what was being fed to him by Fox News and the president. Now, there is a case to be made about the role that Fox News and Donald Trump played in the insurrectionist attack of January 6th. But uh, it is absolutely the height of absurdity for especially someone that has an ideology that constantly badges the rest of America about personal responsibility. All of a sudden saying that he was no longer responsible for his actions because he watched too much Fox News. And again, I can't tell this story or cover the story without absolutely understanding the role that Fox News played in this and the role that Donald J. Trump played in this. In fact, that's exactly the reason why Donald Trump was uh, impeached for the second time, because he very directly incited the insurrection on January 6th. Let's take a listen in. We're going to walk down to the Capitol and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show You have to show strength. So this was directly before the insurrection. So absolutely, the idea that listening to your sitting president tell you that you have to take this country back by force, by going down to the Capitol, they're very, there is absolutely a connection between Donald Trump and the insurrection. However, I'm sorry, Anthony Antonio, you are personally responsible for your own actions. You watch six months of Fox News, which is obviously detrimental to your health. And in fact, I want to play one more clip. This is a mashup by um, The Daily Show because they did the best job of summarizing exactly the role that that Fox News played in the lead up and the aftermath of the January 6th insurrection. General George Washington's soldiers were freezing cold, fighting for independence against tyranny, domination, and control. It was their moment to stand up and fight for freedom. To many, January 6th is such a moment. The battle for the White House is now a full-fledged struggle for the survival of this constitutional republic. We, the people, are in control of the United States, and we will take our rights back. 74 million Americans are not going to shut up. This is about taking a stand where you can take a stand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Anthony Antonio... Yeah. This is your jail sentence. Yeah, I, you know, you know something. I, I, I'm one of those people who have actually studied media, and I'm not like sitting there. I'm one of those people who studied media. I watch television. No, I, but believe you me, what Fox is doing is propaganda, is brainwashing. Of course, it is. Is uh, you know military style. Disinformation on a massive industrial yeah, scare. Brainwashing, but they can't say uh, they can't say I was only following orders or Fox well, News. Well, let's made see me if it, it floats and get away with it. Yeah. Imagine if you could. Imagine if each one of those people could sue Fox. That'd be some lovely thing, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I guess so. Because Fox is yet to be held responsible, trial. huh? Three hundred of them are on trial. Yeah. 
But here's the thing. What I said earlier is absolutely true. The Republican Party, mm. if you really want to go after the Republican Party, go after Rupert Murdoch. Go after yeah. Rupert. He's the guy in charge. <laughs> fucking these guys are in charge. And he's in charge of the liberal, uh, he's in charge of the conservative party here in Australia. Yeah, he, he distributes the red meat to the, to the yeah. rabid base. And the, the fact is that they're all addicted to the red meat. They're addicted mm. to hate. That's, that's what they have. And Fox News is where they get their hate fix. And yeah. if, you t- if you cut off the hate fix, I mean, look what happened when they cut off um, Trump from Twitter and Facebook. And that's happening. It's still happening. Imagine if you could now not to let him back on. He's appealed. Imagine if you could cut off Facebook. But imagine the quiet you'd have if you could cut off. If you could, um, if you could put the fear of God into people like Rupert Murdoch and say, if you start broadcasting stuff as news and you misinform your viewers. Then you're going to be held legally liable for that. Well, now, imagine the, the, that they've already tried that. They already tried that. And the argument and Fox that Fox News. gave was that no reasonable person would believe them. That yeah, was the argument. Also, yeah, yeah, and also it's entertainment, not news. Well, you see, that's the thing that I was talking about earlier. It's it's all entertainment. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's it's just all entertainment. It's it's oh, that's what it some is. Some of those people are just ridiculous. But they're making money off of this because yeah. every time mm-hmm. you know Matt Gates or uh, any of these rabid Republicans make some crazy ass statement about fucking masks, that you know mm-hmm. the 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 board contribute another hundred thousand dollars to their reelection campaigns. Mm-hmm. Because they're well, they're let's program see, Let's see bags. what happens at the midterms. We're already in, uh, lining up for the. We are already lining midterms, up. Yeah. What else yeah. you got, my friend? Oh, I, our friend Jimmy Fallon. Yes. Well, he's not a friend. Probably, I've never met him. Well. Oh, okay. All right. I I like to consider Jimmy Fallon somebody I like to watch and okay. uh, yeah. la- laugh at. Now, Jimmy Fallon um, interviewed. The one person I think came out of the Trump administration smelling like a rose, and that was Dr. Fauci. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Now, Fauci served seven presidents. Yeah. The last one, not so well. <laughs> but uh, well, he tried, man. You know, I mean, <laughs> he tried. Anyway, Fallon interviewed him, and he's such, such a wonderful amicable person yeah, uh, yeah and you never got to see that when he was there uh with trump but now he's out from under the orange cloud and i think he's now uh got something to say he's looking a bit and more rested thing, yeah <laughs> yeah the thing so, is yeah the thing is is 46 percent of americans Forty-six yeah. percent, probably the seventy-four million who voted for Trump, have said that they will not get vaccinated. Yeah, they will not get vaccinated. Fine, They're taking their hexachloroquine and thinking that's enough. Yeah. So anyway, okay. let's have a, uh, this let's is Doctor Fauci Jimmy Fallon on yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. Talk, 
Yeah, on Jimmy Fallon, yeah. Uh, uh, Fallon, oh, sorry. All right, here it is. Our next guest has advised uh, seven U.S. presidents on domestic and global health issues. Uh, one of them he argued with a lot, but he's the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Please welcome Dr. Anthony Fauci. Hi, Dr. Fauci. Hey, Jimmy, how are you? Good to see you. It's good to see you, too. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Uh, Dr. Fauci, you are, you know, I mentioned you're the director of the uh, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, and I feel like we're not hearing much about allergy nowadays. I feel like, are you working on a peanut vaccine? Because I would like to be able to, to make lunch for my children to take to school. Well, Jimmy, yes, actually, there are people still working on those other problems as much as the attention is taken away from it. Oh, it's interesting that there are people working on this stuff and probably not feeling very loved right now, are they? No, they're not. They're certainly not on the prime time. <laughs> Speaking of not feeling loved, first of all, I love you. I think you are a godsend to us in this country. And I am grateful for your sanity throughout all of this. But are you... I would imagine, and of course I'm putting my own brain in this situation, are you frustrated by the fact that after all the work you and, and so many people did to get these vaccines working and available that a quarter of this country will not get it? Yeah, yes, Jimmy, it is very frustrating. Not only because you, know, you care about everyone in the country, you, want, you care about the health and the safety uh, of individuals, but also, you know, there's a societal responsibility that we should all have to put an end to this outbreak. And if you have a group of people who understandably may think that they're invulnerable because they're young and healthy and statistically, the chances of their getting into trouble when they get vaccinated, therefore, it doesn't make any difference if they get infected because they likely will do well. That's really not the right attitude for the following reason. One, you're not exempt from a serious outcome because we still see now a number of young people getting seriously ill. But also what happens if you let yourself get infected, it isn't just you in a vacuum. You may inadvertently and innocently infect somebody else who will infect someone who will really get in trouble. That could be someone's grandmother or grandfather, someone's wife who's on chemotherapy for breast cancer. So you can't think about yourself in a vacuum. You have to think about somewhat of your societal responsibility. So that's that's really the frustrating part, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was sitting there uh, as to what Fauci's saying. Mm -hmm. I listened to a couple of interviews in Florida, these, these kids down in Florida, and, and they're mm -hmm. not getting, uh, you know, uh, they have no interest. No interest. Oh, I don't know, I might get vaccinated. It's like there is an entire... Um, sociopathic um, neglect. You know, I, it's, yeah. it's astounding to me that 30 to 40% of the American people are such assholes. <laughs> you know, just, just that would actively go about endangering the lives of people older than them simply because young people don't get it. But, you know, whoever they have in contact with, they could just fucking die. They don't care. Mm. And I, I, you know, I, I think that 2000 and I think 2018 uh, or 2016 is when we found out that a large percentage of America were just fucking assholes. Mm. 
Just mm-hmm. assholes. Yeah. You know, really, seriously, there's no excuse for it. None. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's, it's all, all about, about me. me. Fuck you. I got mine. You can get yours. You know, I mean, it's really astounding to me. I just, I just, you know, if you live in another country where that not much of this happens, you just look with just this gaping mouth at the amount of people in America that are just fucking assholes. They're just assholes. Just idiots. And I'm not talking politically. I'm talking personally. They're just assholes. Yeah. You know. Anyway, I read a really interesting thing. Yeah. Um, the difference between rights and obligations. Yeah. Okay. It's a very Western mindset, uh, a U.S. mindset that I have rights. Yeah. Yet in other countries like Australia, it's more like I have obligations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To my fellow Australians, to other people in the world. Well, you do. Yes, people try to go against that. Yeah. And they try to say, uh, no, no uh, migrants and everything. But really, we do. We have. You know, we shouldn't think that we're born with rights. We have to think that we are born with obligations. Well, we're born with just, just you know, simple decency. Yeah, to you serve know, the I planet, mean, to serve the uh, serve the planet, serve the indigenous people. Yeah. It's all about obligations. Yeah. Um, there's also the humanist uh, uh, manifesto. You know, most of the founding fathers in America were humanists, which was something that uh, started in. Um, uh, uh, around the 17th, 18th century in Europe and England. Yeah. You know, putting human beings ahead and, and human beings and living things as the center of your moral outlook. That's right. Uh, you know, and that everybody should have uh, the rights to exist. Uh, well, evidently, that'd be nice. Yeah, that would be yeah. good. They, they still had it. They still had No, a, but, but they... Uh, what they did is they had the proper kind of skepticism toward, um, yeah. you know, um, I won't say greed because they were very greedy, but I, I will say they yeah. had the proper amount of skepticism toward religious fundamentalism that seems to be so close with, you know, uh, so much of the division of 30 to 40%, which again makes me crazy. It just astounds me. I can't imagine yeah, yeah. because, like, I. I I thought to myself, you know, if you guys are what's waiting for me when I go to heaven, uh, yeah, I've, I'd rather go the other way. Uh, well, no, I don't know, but I'm just yeah. not that interested in that, you know, guest list. I mean, yeah. so, seriously, that's what I get. <laughs> anyway, uh, listen, we're up to about 50 minutes. You got anything else? Well, we've got a wonderful song to finish with. Okay. Uh, I heard this on my uh, Spotify mix. Yeah. Didn't mean to mention any brand names. Yeah. And I just thought, wow, I remember that song. We're talking 40, 50 years ago, and I would like to play this song again uh, because I just love what it says. Okay. Yeah, I'd also like to. Dedic- I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell anybody what it is. I, I also want to. De- I, I also want to dedicate this song to uh, a friend of mine. And uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I just, uh, I just do. Uh, and to our listener. Yep, and to our listener, but a friend of mine who's very courageous and good person. So uh, here it is, taking us out tonight. You'll know it. You'll okay. love it. Talk Goodbye, to you again everybody. next time, guys. See you later. I hope so. Not too, not too long. We'll see you again. Bye. Bye-bye.